0: We have to fix. The economic health of this nation has been
1: Four essential economic freedoms The excessive decline we. In the dollar It's so a late rally on Wall Street Too big to fail Growing the economy. Growing the economy It's amazing what's been going on with the economy Welcome,
2: Welcome. Yeah. This is Money Talk, money talk.
0: Good morning what up, fam? It's Troy Harmon. I'm the host of Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on the radio. And uh, yeah, if you're wondering, I we got we got folks on here that um, you know you got just laughing at me because I say what up, fam. I'm trying to relate to the millennial crowd. I am not one of them. Got to I mean, be relatable. I don't have a beard or a jeep. I don't live in Midtown. I'm, I'm trying so to relate. You have
1: teenagers in the house, though, right? I, I have a teenager in the house yeah.
0: and one on. She's uh, she's a couple of years away, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and when I say anything about fam, they just kind of look at me with a wry <laughs> grin, and yeah. a, as probably folks that are driving around in their car or listening to us in some fashion are doing right now as well.
1: Well, sometimes you got to do that. It's it's fun to even see their reaction when you you try to be relatable and they think you're not. So no I like that.
0: No doubt. All right, so uh, we got uh, from Parts Unknown. Didn't you really love it when they would introduce a wrestler? I th- I'm going to introduce <laughs> from Parts Unknown weighing in at, I don't know, oh. probably about 275 pounds. Mm,
1: 280. Okay, 280. No, not really. About, about 80 pounds more. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Jarrett McKenzie, whom he and I love to go back and forth with each other. He's actually not from parts unknown. He's, he's from Paulding.
1: God's country, as we call it. Yeah, he's not really
0: from (laughs) there, but at the moment, that's where he hangs out.
1: God's country.
0: Oh. And we have Melanie. uh, Melanie. Can we just skip my weight? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you from Parts Unknown, or are you from Paulding <laughs> County, too? Hey,
2: I'm from Marietta.
0: Marietta. How
1: about May-retta.
0: that? Uh Both of these guys are CFPs uh, working out of our planning and implementation department at Hensler Financial. And uh, as we go through the show, we'll be answering a whole lot of financial questions today. Um, but let's first talk about the stock market. We got a, a pretty good bump this week, 2.23% gain uh, on the market overall, approximately. Yeah. Can yeah. I say that after you say 2.23, it's yeah, 2. well, 2.23. Right? Yeah,
1: I think I read today that uh, January has been the best month on record. Really? Jan- I think so. Well, yeah, pretty sure that was a uh, alert from CNBC. Or excuse me, actually, that was just for crude, not the not the S and P, but. Even for crude, uh, it's been quite the ride. And I'm sure that's contributing a lot to what we're seeing, uh, even with with the S&P. Of course, there's a lot of factors there. Well, I'll
0: tell you this, last year from uh, December 31st, which is usually you start at the close of the previous year, um, through the end of January, we wound up with 7.1% gain on the S&P 500. Our year-to-date, which would also be our month-to-date, at the moment, 7.88%. So beat last year. Last mm-hmm. year I was wringing my hands. Uh, I remember my <laughs> forecast for 2018, 6 to 8% gain. Mm-hmm. We wound up with a significant loss. Um, but at the end of the first month of the year, I'm saying, yeah, 6.8%. Uh, what's the big deal? Why is everybody looking at me like that? Well, we're already at 7.1%. Where is it going from here? Well, mm-hmm. a lot of folks thought it was going to continue to go straight up. But at the same time, and I was saying 7.1%, I was saying, danger, Will Robinson. There's uh, there's <laughs> issues abounding, and most of it was valuation-related. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are up 7.88%, but it was after a pretty significant decline. Um, market topped on uh, September 20th, 2018. Um, since then, we're down still. Uh, we'd have to gain a little over 8% to get us back to where we were on 920 of 18. So well, even with uh, where
1: things stand now, I mean, aren't they? Isn't it's, prices are still kind of excessive? They?
0: Uh, well, it, it depends sort of on what you look at. Yeah, it depends on what you look at. So we're still above uh, the long-term average according to price-to-earnings ratio, which is around at the moment we're 18 and something. I forget exactly where, but the long-term average is 16.5. So actually more technically correct 16.55 so
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> we're about nine percent overweight according to long-term price to earnings ratio but if you look at something like a price to EBITDA we're about 40 percent over over value if you look at price to sales a hundred percent Wow and what's the difference well I mean you dig through the numbers companies have borrowed money as as uh, debt has been so cheap Uh, And what they do with it, they didn't invest it like for new projects and and, uh, economic gain. What they did was the easy thing. If I buy my stock back, I've got fewer shares. Earnings don't have to change as an overall for the company. And my earnings per share might decline, but I got fewer shares, so it's not going to decline as much, right? I'm taking the same number of sales or earnings rather and dividing them by a smaller number to get an EPS that's a little bit better. So to some degree, and while I don't fault financial uh, managers for doing this, I'm just warning investors who don't truly benefit from the fact that we're getting buybacks like crazy, Mm -hmm. uh, except for the fact that the the manager is lowering the cost of capital, which is kind of his job. Um, But at the end of the game, uh, sales haven't increased all that much, but prices did. And EBITDA, which actually subtracts the interest before any consideration, has actually not been as impacted as earnings were. So, you know, you've got two measures that say we're nearer valuations of the tech bubble top.
1: (laughs) And yet Um, it continues to go up almost 8%.
0: Yeah. Well, we big news this week. Let's talk about the FOMC monetary policy. So in December, we got another rate increase. We're uh, overnight lending rate two and a quarter to two and a half. Um, and uh, what does that mean? Well, at the time, it it uh, ruffled a lot of political feathers because the president had been tweeting to Jerome Powell, more or less a signal. Uh, you probably ought to pause. Looks like it's not time to raise rates. Well, you raise rates anyway and what it caused within a day or two was a, a pretty significant inversion in the yield curve now it's not the 10 year minus the 2 year inversion that everybody looks at as the like the go to signal since 1955 i think there's been what eight or nine uh recessions and every one of them was preceded by an inversion an inversion of the yield curve well today we have a strange situation where the 1 year treasury has a better yield than the 2 the three, the five, and the seven year, which that seven is new. Well, the Fed came out this week and said, hey, guys, don't, don't worry about what we're doing. Um, we're, we're becoming patient, and our patience may last quite a while. And while we're being patient, they didn't talk about the short-term overnight lending rate where banks can go in and, and borrow from each other, uh, which is the target rate that the Fed sets. They talked about the long-term. So while we went around, you know, year and a half ago, worrying about what the unwind of uh, quantitative easing was going to look like, you know, we got from I forget where we started. It was like 800 billion dollars. We went up to four trillion in our last in our last recession because of the Fed deciding that we were going to start buying back uh, mortgage-backed securities and Treasuries. And in in the offing, we were going to lower the long-term rate. Instead of just affecting the short end of the maturities in in the Treasury yield curve, we decided we would lower long-term. And why would we do that? Well, that's really where housing uh, gets its pricing action as far as mortgages and the like. Um, So the Fed decided that was the new move. It it was unprecedented for, for our uh, Fed, it, it had been tried, I think, in uh, Japan at one time and, you know, seemed to be successful. It's the unwind that we're now looking at. And the Fed's comment was, don't be surprised if we don't take that $50 billion a month that we're supposed to be letting roll off and start manipulating that if need be. So when the Fed starts talking about uh, lowering of interest rates, you start wondering, when is the overnight lending rate going to fall? <laughs> so instead of a, right. a tightening policy where interest rates are climbing, based on that overnight lending, we've had this weird twist from December, where the yield curve now looks weird. It's yeah. it's not a normal yield curve, which should be, you know, more or less up and to the right. There's you know reasons that that you would do that. An investor. Generally, when there's more risk and time is one of the major issues in risk, I mean, think about it, just about anything can happen, whether it's forecastable or not, like economic conditions could start to decline. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can have defaults, whatever, whatever you might run into. Um, But uh, now there are folks talking in the market that 2020, we might actually see the Fed become a little more accommodative, meaning that. They believe that we should see interest rates fall in 2020, the overnight lending rate, the FOMC's policy rate. Um, that's speculation, and it's not my view, but when you start reading that, you know that there is risk in the market, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: In the meantime, market's up 2.23% this week.
1: That's all that matters, right? I mean, yeah. Well, 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 we didn't have an interest rate. prices keep going up?
0: We didn't have an interest rate increase. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's always good. Valuation that I'm always worried about is uh, going in the wrong direction.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: hey, guys, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk about a dog of the week and get into a situation that we uh, have put together for your listening pleasure. You're listening to Money Talk. Stick around.